RadioInfluence.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Forking Around Town. This is your host, Tracy, and I'm really excited to have um, my friend Anthony back with us again today. He's been up to so many delicious things. Every time I watch his Instagram, I'm not only jealous, I'm licking my phone because all of his dishes always look incredible. How are you doing, Anthony? Doing great. How are you? Thank you for having me. Oh, good. No, I'm I'm doing good. Um, been a little busy lately um, with my new job and everything, and I've been doing a lot of kind of local traveling, but just all around Florida. So it's kind of nice. I'm getting to discover some new places um, like Venice, Florida, I have to say, has quickly become one of my favorite little places to go. I don't know if you've ever been there. Uh, no, I've never been. It's you definitely need to check it out. It's it almost reminds me of like St. Augustine there. They have a little historic. I'm, I'm sorry. Did you go to the beach? I did for just a couple minutes. I mean, I was there for work, so I didn't have a whole lot of time, but I walked around their historical downtown and there was just so many great restaurants. And first of all, it's an incredibly clean little town. I was really impressed by it. And everyone there is very laid back and just has a cool vibe. And I went to an Italian place, tried some food, and then I went to a place called Pop um, Pop's Tiki or Pop's Sun Tiki Bar. I forget the name exactly of it, but it's a really cool little place that a local kind of recommended to me. And it's on the intercoastal, but everyone there, I mean, just you can tell they're they're all regulars. I had some excellent muscles, and that was really all I had just because I was pressed for time, but... I'll be back next week, and I'm going to stay on the beach this time. So I can really take it all in. <laughs> we'll see. So tell me a little bit about what you've got going on, because I've been watching your dinners in the dark, and I wish I could go. I just won't be in town, but I definitely want to go to another one. Yeah, so I'm going to be providing a sensory deprivation dinner um, paired along with probably one of the best menus I've created thus far as far as just incorporating different flavors and um, different ethnic type dishes. So I'm just trying to give everybody, you know, a different experience from, you know, their normal day-to-day dining where whether they go to meat market or, you know, um, Applebee's or, you know, uh, Carrabba's, Macaroni and Crow, you know, the chains or the local spots, this will be an experience that, you really can't experience on a daily basis or anywhere right now. I don't know if I'm going to do this again, honestly. I'm going to see how this goes. Okay. But I don't even know if I'm going to do it again because I it's a lot of work. It's not easy. I was going to say really <laughs> all of yeah, your little It's a lot. Yeah, I mean all of your your teasers on Instagram are just I have to say they're very captivating. Everything that I see that you're wait, doing. Wait till I make this whole menu next week. Oh gosh, I can't. I I'm just. Oh. I'm gonna show you a glow in the dark ice cream dessert dish on a bed of cotton candy. Literally, oh. it's gonna be beautiful. So like, the last course, or close to the last course, they will crack open the chocolate dome, and then the ice cream will be glow in the dark. It'll be on cotton candy. It'll be like the little bit of light that they get to see at the end of the, the dinner. You know, because. That's a long time, like throughout your whole dinner to be in complete pitch black. So definitely the different types of flavors that I incorporate into each dish is going to be super important for their experience as well. But it's truly a dark area. I'm not having like 
people wear blindfolds or candles up. I'm truly trying to make this a really great experience. So I like how you, when you talk about it, you call it the, the sensory deprivation. That's I've never really heard that term before, and I have to say it's it's very intriguing, very intriguing. So yeah, you take off one sense, and the others are heightened. So everyone's taste, smell, you know, I mean, hearing really doesn't matter, but um, both of those is going to be super heightened, and they can't see obviously. Um, and then the different courses I'm incorporating, like everyday type foods, as far as like how you're served it. But eating it in the dark is going to kind of transform it in a whole new light. So what I'm going to do is, is after each course is served, I'm going to come and announce what that course was. So they could be like, oh, my God, I knew it was that. Or, hey, I didn't know that. Like, wow. Like, you know, who knows? It might catch people off guard as to what they think food really tastes like, you know? Because when you look at food and you see how beautiful it looks and how, you know, well it's plated, it could also not taste great. But now it's all about taste, which yeah. my food obviously also I'll plate it pretty, but it's now it's like, does this taste good or not? Or am I, is the foods have acidic flavoring, sweet, savory, salty, you know, am I incorporating all of that into each course? So that's definitely the challenge. No, it's, it's true when you say that though, about something can look beautiful and look delicious, but once you taste it, it might not be that way. Cause you know, looks can be deceiving. Yeah. And I actually had that happen last week. Um, a place that I love. I mean, I love their menu. I love their food. I've been going to, it's crazy, a lot of events lately. And I had their dish and it looked delicious. And when I went to eat it, it was ice cold. And I was so disappointed. I thought, how could they, of all places, be serving this? I mean, they were serving it to a lot of people, but I was just really shocked at how, I mean, it looked so good. It doesn't matter if it's cold or not. And that's wrong. It just wasn't. But a I lot mean, of places, yeah. yeah. You'd rather dial back on the way it looks and just make sure it's piping hot when it gets to the customer, for sure. Yeah. And I wasn't the only one that was disappointed. There was there was a lot of people. but um, So now your event takes place on October 28th. And where is the venue? Venue's in Seminole Heights. I'll release the location, the exact address to everyone, uh, to my ticket holders. Um, but I'm keeping this event super private, so like I don't want to announce where it is. Okay. Um, because I wanted to keep it exclusive for the event. So if you get your tickets, um, you'll kind of get more information on it. But um, I'm truly not releasing like the way the building's going to look or anything like that until day I don't want everyone to see it with fresh eyes and really experience this. I'm doing an open bar before the dinner is actually served before we start service. So okay. just to get everybody like you know, not nervous and relaxing because some people are scared to start, you know, so find out with food. I don't know how this is going to go. So we'll see. Yeah, no, I've heard of these dinners where everyone's blindfolded and they don't know what they're eating. So you're saying it's just going to be dark. Pitch black. I'm blacking out the whole room where there's no light going to be able to be in that room at all. So how does it work for the servers when they're serving everybody so they don't trip and fall on anybody's... <laughs> Night vision goggles. No, uh, I'm going to have them have flashlights. And when they are serving each course to just use that to just lay the course down, but then like turn off the light, obviously like little, little light flashlights. But I mean, 
it's, uh, it's the only way to do it where nothing, no one's going to be falling or tripping or none of that. I really want this to be fun and like flow smoothly. So, I mean, when we come in with the courses, you won't really see your play too much because I'll have them hold the light behind them. And then, I mean, they drop it off for a quick second and then leave. So now, will you have like any staging done maybe after the event so people can photograph the dishes just so that they can share what they had on social media or you know what my tattoo artist said that exact thing so what i'm going to do is i'm going to have a professional photographer there and i'm going to have them take professional pictures as we bring out each course okay so that when the dinner's over i could send them those pictures and they can post but the food's going to look phenomenal like insane Literally, I can't wait. I'm plating each one on a different type plate. Um, yeah, foie is what I'm excited to make. I'm excited for that. I haven't had that in so long. It's, it's been way, way too I long. Love, did you see that post that I did the other day where I put it on uh, Wagyu and butternut squash ravioli with a uh, house-made Alfredo? Yes, I did. And you know what's funny is one of the other dishes that I saw, in fact... It, I can't even remember where I was, but I was absolutely starving. I think I was out on the road for work. And then I'm just looking at some of your stuff and I see this picture, but it was the um, the stuffed Gouda burger, the sliders with top of caviar. With the caviar. It's yes. my thing. It's my like, signature burger. I made a burger like uh, a couple months ago and I was like, you know what? Let me just put truffle and caviar on here and let me see what it does. And when I did that, and I dialed back on the salt on the actual burger, it just all flows incredible. Like the flavor, it's just perfect amount of saltiness, savory. And then I toast my bun with mayo. It's kind of crazy, but that's what I do. You've told me and that before. Really, yeah, and it's like really crunchy and it holds the burger well so it doesn't get soggy. And honestly, when the cheese leaks out after you bite it, it's a win-win. Wow. That's literally <laughs> one of the best things I've ever had. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, I've always kind of, you know, toasted my buns with a little bit of either like olive oil or um, depending on if it's, you know, in a grill pan or on an actual grill or with like maybe some garlic butter. But I've never tried mayo. I'll definitely have to try that. That sounds interesting. Can't wait to try that. Especially, I you know, my kids love burgers. So we, we usually do them at least once a week, <laughs> if not more. Wow. <laughs> Anyways, so have you been to... um? Just, you know, you're always out and about. I mean, I swear, I live vicariously through you because I watch your stories on Instagram and you're always like at a party. I mean, you stay busy. <laughs> you do. You can come. You can come. Just let me know. You're going to be up till 6 a.m. But Oh, God, I think those days are gone for me. But, <laughs> you know, last week, I have to say, it was probably one of the hardest weeks I've had in a long time. I was, I mean, I was, I was in Venice and Port Charlotte for three days and then just working like crazy. And then Saturday and Sunday, I did a double header race in Safety Harbor. It's the best damn race, which I love. Um, it's normally in February, which it is coming back in February, but things got pushed back because of COVID. So I did a, a 10K and a 5K on Saturday. Then I raced home and got ready to go to... <laughs> The Tailgate Taste Fest um, at Curtis Hickson, which is always a favorite of mine. I was a food judge for that. And then after judging, I had a tent for Checkers, the company I work for, giving out vouchers for, you know, free fries and burgers. I didn't get home till midnight. And then I had to be back in Safety Harbor at 7 a.m. for a half marathon. And 
I have not been running like I used to. So I was I was not doing that well on Sunday night. I was I was pretty tired. But yeah. Took, took yeah, I was I was out drinking Sunday. Oh uh, yeah, I was out there. <laughs> you were out there. WTR, where were you this time? I see you at all the hot spots. No, I was just in Soho hanging out. Oh nice. Very nice. But yeah, so um have you ever been to uh the Jacksonville area? Jacksonville Beach, no. I know. I've heard there's a lot of great places along the beach. So, yeah, I'll be there in a couple of weeks. I'm looking forward to that. And Orlando's another place. I can't tell you the last time I've been to Orlando. Um, usually just passing through when I've gone to St. Augustine or things like that. But um, I'll be there for a couple of days. I'm going to try to find some unusual places to go eat. They always seem to have a lot going on over there. So I'm starting. There's a lot of food in Orlando. I know you've I've seen you post in the past so that's one thing I'm excited about with this new job it's giving me opportunities that I've really never had before to just be traveling all throughout Florida and connecting with different people in different cities and it's just crazy how you can go on Instagram and I can just type in Orlando foodies and everything pops up and there's a lot of um, I mean there's a lot of restaurants that have been on my radar for quite some time like the Ravenous Pig in Winter Park. I don't know if you've ever been there, but that's... I've been wanting to go there for like 12 years. <laughs> what do they serve? Um, I mean, obviously, I, their menu changes. It's seasonal. They have all different types of things. But, you know, of course, they've got different pasta dishes, you know, all kinds of pork, steak, you name it. Um, known for their craft cocktails and just kind of an eccentric menu. So if I if I get a chance to go there, I'll definitely be showcasing everything. So I can't wait. We shall see. But yeah, so anyway, we'll definitely need to catch up in person soon over some food or some drinks. And now, do you have any tickets left for the dinner in the dark? I have four. You have four left. So by the time people hear this, I'm sure they'll be gone because all of your events always sell out. But now, um, so if people want to follow you, they can go onto Instagram and follow you at Chef Anthony Santos. Yes. And then do you have a link for tickets on your your, um, Instagram bio? Um, they can just DM me directly. Just DM you directly. Okay. Well, that, that sounds great. And um, I wish, I'm just disappointed I'm, I'm not going to be in town that day. But if you do do another one, you let me know and I'll make sure that I'm not out of town because this, I'm really sad I'm going to miss this. This sounds like something that I would just really be all about. But I don't know how I would do with not being able to take pictures of the food I'm eating. <laughs> yeah, I know. You'll, you'll lose your mind. So now are you going to tell people that they can't have their phones out with like a flashlight? For sure. 100%. I was just going to say, yeah, it's like, put your phones away. Anyway. I, you well, know, like I want people to socialize. Um, cause this room is in a building. So it's like a room in a room pretty much. And they'll be socializing outside of that area. Um, and I'm going to do like a backdrop of the event and then it's open bar. So everyone will just like socialize and hang out. I'm doing the red carpet treatment, like 100%. Okay. And I just want people, yeah, I just want people to socialize and talk and then we'll discuss, um, you know, procedure as far as like, you know, lights and putting your phone away, please put it on silent now. And, you know, if anyone doesn't do that, like they're going to really screw up the experience for everyone else, you know? Exactly. So, and Make sure everyone's on the same page. And then I'm always serving, like, water during the courses, but I'm going to put, like, ginger in, in one, like, one batch, and then I'm going to put a bunch of other ingredients to, like, cleanse the palate each and every course. So. Absolutely. 
Well, thank you again for taking the time. I really just, I was just anxious to talk to you about this dinner because it just, it's, it seems like it's, you know, nothing I've ever seen before or experienced. So I can't wait to see how it turns out and see all the pictures of all your incredible artistic creations. So thank you very much. Thanks, Anthony. Have a wonderful weekend and we'll definitely catch up soon. And you guys don't forget to follow Anthony at Chef Anthony Santos on Instagram. He's Definitely one of, you know, the most talented people I know in Tampa. Very innovative, always doing things that, you know, people never even think of. And he's always inspiring to me, not only with his culinary talents, but just kind of his whole mindset. And he's just, he's always positive and encouraging me to always be a better version of myself. So thank you, Anthony. And guys, you're welcome. All right, awesome. And guys, don't forget a new episode comes out every Friday on radioinfluence.com or wherever else you like to go and download your favorite podcast. Have a wonderful weekend. This is a rock stops here with Rock Riley Quick Fix on Radio Influence. Here he is, my man. Brent Hadley, you came here from the Howard Stern Show, from living in Jersey City. Everyone thinks, when you look at it from afar, Brent, oh, that's one of the greatest shows, probably the greatest radio show of all time. You can say Rush Limbaugh, he's there. He, he's a GOAT, Howard. Why? Jim Rome, I'd give him credit. Oh, good, Rome. Okay. Why would Brent Hadley leave that? Oh, he must have been let go. No, I wasn't. I left on my own. Number one thing for me is the art. I am very true to the art form. And uh, money, if you know me, money's not very important to me at all. And I really loved the art that we did there. And uh, when the show changed... And you can listen to it now, and you can hear how it's changed. I mean, uh, they're not even doing Robin's News anymore. So no, I, the show, when the show changed, I made the decision that it's just not for me. And then the pandemic's coming. I watch a lot of the, the European press, and it was getting really bad in the European press. And I was like, well, New York City's not going to be great for a pandemic. So I want to get out of here. I want to be closer to my parents. And it's not worth staying here. If it's not what I believe in and I, and I, and I, I, I wouldn't want to give, go there and give a half of an effort for something that I don't believe in. I didn't believe in what well, the direction that they were going, the, where they are now. You can hear anybody can turn it on and listen. Now, if that's what you like, if you like celebrity interviews and if you like um, politics, maybe then that's the show for you. That's just not what I do on the air. I like more uh, of the human experience and more of the real life experience. A lot of the gray area is where the discussion is. And listen, they just weren't interested in that anymore. So I left. And then shortly after, Shuli also left. So we both made the decision that it just wasn't for us anymore. And sometimes you have to do that. Sometimes you have to walk away from something that other people don't understand. The Rock Stops here with longtime radio and TV personality Rock Riley is found anywhere you find podcasts and RadioInfluence.com.